serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's day two, the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. And we're going to be here for the next four hours. And uh, we're going to tell you how to donate, how to help the children, how to help this hospital continue to run. Uh, by the way, Becky Lynn, do you have a certain guest coming on later at 6 o'clock? We're going to have to talk about that. You may have one of my favorite all-time kids at Phoenix Children's coming on as a guest with you. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I'll we're going to talk about that later. I will check and see. Okay. I'm not sure who's coming, okay. so All right, hold tight. I- I've heard. Uh, I've heard. So I'm excited about that. All right. So, you know, we kicked off the show yesterday. Uh, we were talking about the wall. And we were talking about how Governor Ducey's building the wall. Or something there. Right. It's... You didn't call it a wall? Would you call it obstruction? Would yeah. you call it a, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I, I think you'd call it more of an obstruction. Shipping containers. Yes. It fell down. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Already. Okay, so I'm on social media. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I don't want to live there. there a quick question. Yes. Will they rebuild? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm looking at these pictures, and what they did was they took two shipping containers and put them on top of one another, and they were high enough to reach the regular wall. Remember, they're trying to fill in the gaps in the wall. There's no—why have a wall if you have gaps? There's no reason whatsoever to have any wall if you're going to have gaps. So what Ducey has done is he's taking these— Massive shipping containers. He's putting one down. They're putting a second one. These things weigh a ton. Puts a second one on top of it. 8,000 pounds, right? Yeah. And so I want you to think. The the, the, the top one, remember, there are two. One is placed on the ground, and then another is placed on top of it, right? It looks to me like the one on top of it, it went flying. It's gone. It was yards away. And I'm I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, how does that happen? I, I so the border wall it, fell down. And I'm like, okay, you know, is it wind or was it pulled over? It's or was it pushed over? Wind? How is wind yeah, going to put something? It, it's it's weighs it's, like a truck, yeah, man. You're not. Yeah, this, this We don't have tornado-like winds. Did we have an earthquake on the border? No, we did not. Are we on a fault line? Well, probably there well, might be a fault line here or there, but nothing where you're not going to knock some of the other stuff over. So I heard about this. I see it on, on Twitter, right? And so I text the wise man and, and Pablo, and I say, this is going to be fun. We'll just make fun of this tomorrow. And wise man says, you know what? Let's do better. I'll call the governor's office and ask him what happened. Oh. Because I'm not allowed to call the governor's office. You're they not, won't take my not phone call. A, uh, no. It's the thawing of a relationship, maybe, but nah. Becky Lynn, they don't want to hear from me at the governor's office over on the, what is it, the ninth floor? They don't want to hear from me. pretty sure they don't. I don't think they'll take your call. And you know what that means? It means I'm doing my job. Mm. Okay. So the wise man called and said, hey, do you guys know your wall fell down, right? So we have actually discovered uh, some some really interesting things about why this happened. Because if you think about it, how much did Texas things? walls fall down? Because no. if Texas's wall fell down, they may have wanted their wall to fall down too. Well, we're paying six million dollars for this stuff, yeah. right? Uh, you, how does it fall off? How does it fall, wise man? Uh, did you talk to Ducey personally? Did he? No, know? Okay. I did not all talk right. to the governor. Okay. I, I talked to his spokesperson. Okay, all right. So, so what have we learned? Because this is a fascinating story. There's no way the wind pushed this thing over. So that's how I prefaced my conversation. I said, "Here's a picture somebody tweeted of your wall that fell down. Was it the wind?" 
That's how I preface the conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's if it was the wind, that's the worst wall in the world. Here's what I learned. Wind. Two containers fell over in the Yuma Gap, and they believe it's on the Mexico side. Oh. They're blaming they, Mexico. They Mexico able, stole it. No, no, no. They just weren't able to confirm which side, but they said they believed that it fell into the Mexican, like, that direction. It didn't fall into the U.S. It f- right. So does Mexico. that mean somebody from America pushed it into the Mexico side? So we'll get into that and what they think. <laughs> okay. It happened Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol called the governor's office uh, at midnight, which would be Monday morning, right. and said, hey, part of the wall fell down. Hey, dude, your wall fell down. So the governor's office offered to come immediately to put it back up, and CBP said no. Mm. Don't come right now in the middle of the night because there is high activity of migrants in the area. Okay. Probably people coming through that gap. Okay. okay. So the governor's office comes at, or whoever they hire to put up the wall, comes at 530 the next morning. They need to rehire. They fixed it by 630. It's back up. It's been bolted uh-huh. down and welded to the rest of the wall. It's sturdy. It was the only piece of that gap, the piece of the wall, that was not welded and bolted down before. Yeah, but it's heavy. Shouldn't it be able just to sit there? uh, Who didn't know how to play Legos when they were a kid, right? Like, this should have been something. You don't leave it dangling. Uh, I I was talking to Pablo and the guy. I said, "Eh, I think somebody pulled it over. Nobody blew that thing over. Maybe somebody pushed it over because, again, even if you put those two up, there's still hundreds of yards with nothing (laughs) next to it that you could walk around. How much do one of those shipping containers weigh? Uh, the shipping containers weigh 8,800 pounds, almost 9,000 pounds, which is about the weight of two Ford F-150s. And they think someone's kicking it over with their foot? So here's what the governor's office said. You this, think is a, this is a quote. You think they were they were bullcrapping you or you, you believe Somebody's in it? Well, let me read you the quote first All right, here's you a quote. can tell me. Quote, clearly we struck a nerve. Someone clearly doesn't like what we're doing. I asked for them to clarify. Do you mean migrants don't like what you're doing and tore down the wall? Do you mean Democrats on the American side? (laughs) And they said they don't believe that it's likely migrants did this. They believe the cartels did it. Yeah. That is the most likely scenario, but nobody was there to see it, so they don't know. Cartels moved something that was 9,000 pounds. That's that's their best guess. The cartels moved something that's 9,000 pounds. You know what? We got a big problem. We got a lot of people who are at cartels on the border then. I asked about the wind possibility, and they said they do not believe that it was weather-related. Hmm. They believe that humans did this. And then the spokesperson also said to me, you don't see a lot of Ford F-150s blowing around in the wind. So it's... No. So you it's, see what I mean? Well, so, unless yeah. you're in the... Like, when you... Look, if there's a tornado, I don't know if you ever watched a real tornado, man. They'll You're, like, looking at that. Like, what's that little thing? You're like, that's an 18-wheeler that's going to be 12 miles from here. We didn't have that yesterday. No, the monsoon's been pretty good, though. But it isn't that. I mean, the one that hit my house was the hardest I have felt and probably the hardest we've had. Yeah. It wasn't moving those things. Our cars are still out there. Yeah. They didn't float away. And it bare, I mean, yes, it did move our barbecue uh, several hundred feet, but yeah. still, that was a barbecue. So the bottom line on this is you've got two shipping containers on top, one on top of the other. And the top one somehow, maybe it's aliens, floated away. They're both down. They're still together. The two units oh, are still. But there's not, how many men would you need to move something that's 9,000 pounds? 
or a truck vehicle yeah, of truck. some sort. You know what? Cartels have resources. Giant, you know, like tractors, things like that. that so they, they can pulled do. a tractor up to the border wall and no one saw them pull a tractor up to the border wall. Well, hey, not that nobody saw it. Nobody's going to talk about it. Everybody in the world could have seen it there. Yeah. But everybody in the world's like, I didn't see a dang thing, man. Oh, this is this is crazy it's back up it's been bolted down it's been welded to the okay. rest of the wall and uh they say that gap is now finished they're moving on to the other two gaps that until should they, be done in the next few days until oh. the wind blows <laughs> or until another tractor comes through i just uh, i again even when you put those two up i still see a massive gap next to it yeah they, it's going to take some time but yeah. i don't know how somebody moved a nine thousand pound shipping container I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. You know what? I always say this. Bigfoot? Uh, you always say Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot's fantastic. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, uh, maybe but, it was Bigfoot. Uh, you know, I mean, we know he could probably do that, but he was busy and he okay. doesn't hang out in Yuma. No. It is a uh, cartels easily probably could have done something like that. They've got more than enough resources. Hell, they got enough resources for helicopters to move in and do something. If that's the case, why why would they waste their time on one shipping container, what would what do you what do you message? Get, what Maybe do you they gain? tried to bring some of the other ones down, and they were all bolted together. Like, all right, we're not getting all of these. How about a bomb? Well, no, because it's still An intact. Explosive? It's still intact. Okay. Right. I mean, that's it's still like there wasn't any you know there wasn't anything blown out of it. it Those just, cartel guys are strong. Well, they are. Man. It's it. Seriously. All right. Ducey's the border wall fell down, uh, but they put it back up, and now they're blaming the cartels. Wise man, good job uh, calling to the governor's office. Tell them we all say uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Coming up next, should Arizona recruit veterans to be teachers? That's next. The Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, yeah. All right, the give for Phoenix Children's all this week. I'm going to tell you how to help. How to donate? I went down there and visited earlier down to the phone bank, and I've seen guys coming in and out of there. Pablo went down there. There was a person I recognized down there. You recognize your chick. I did. My wife was answering phones today. And mostly calling other people in there and donating money. What? Yeah. She was calling, like, the line. I'll call donate. Oh, she was donating money. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. It's your uh, money, but still, it's all good. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. It's our money. That's fine. I, I, listen no, she's him. like, this is strictly his money. This is the stuff he was excited about. <laughs> Baseball, that stuff. She goes, yeah. I, he doesn't need that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but, man, if I'm going to give money, it's to Phoenix Children's. So there's Amen. no doubt about it. All right. Um, so the teacher shortage in Arizona is catastrophic. Uh, I'm talking to teachers all the time, uh, whether it's, you know, people that I know and it's over text or it's online and teachers are reaching out to me. They're reaching out to you, Chad, and they're saying, hey, this is pretty bad. We've got really inexperienced people who probably shouldn't be in the classroom, but some are floating this idea out. Let's see what you think. Uh, I know Florida wants to do this. And, well, Ducey just copies everything DeSantis yeah. or Abbott does. I'm, I'm so. reading, actually, Florida's uh, military veterans certifi- uh, certification pathway. Yeah, Florida wants to recruit veterans to address the dire teacher shortage. Why don't you dopes out there just pay teachers? It's so funny. You want somebody to do a job, but you don't want to pay them. You say it's important. It's our children. But you don't want to pay real teachers real money. 
What you want to do is put a Band-Aid on it. Listen, uh, if you're a veteran, I don't know if you can teach. Maybe you can. Maybe you can't. Because you know what? Not everybody can do it. Not everybody can just walk in a classroom. Most people can't walk in a, cl- in a classroom and figure out how to, how to have 40 kids pay attention. It's very difficult. So I, I don't be surprised if Arizona throws this out. Florida wants to recruit veterans. Uh, so you're just going to so you're going to pay veterans nothing and they're going to take the job. They're going to take a headache for no money. I mean, these are our heroes, right? They go to war and then we welcome them back in America. We say, listen, we're going to give you the worst paying job in the world and we're going to give you the biggest headache in the world. Go and teach. I love these guys like DeSantis and Ducey, and they, they just just pay people. You have to pay teachers. Here's the thing. You might want to pay them all you want, but if you can't get the people uh, and the powers to be, because everybody, you know what? It's like climate change. Everybody wants to do something about it, but nobody wants to sacrifice. I don't really want to it, do anything. It, it, well, I know that, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but if, if it's raising your taxes, mm-hmm. uh, people take a step back, you know? Well, then you don't want your kids to have a good so, education. You know, and if it's raising your, but here's my thing. And this is, and I understand because a lot of people look and see what's happening in New York and Los Angeles and everything thing where everybody's taxes get raised all the time Mm -hmm. they promise the teachers the world and their teachers are compensated but are they compensated that much better considering it's cost how much to live there uh the reality is then the money never makes it to the teachers the way it's supposed to it makes it to mid-level administrators that's not true yeah and well where it's not no that's i mean when red for red happened well here that's fine but in california and that's the big thing is why raise our taxes if you really aren't going to guarantee it's going to land where it's supposed to yeah well we've had that problem here too there have been propositions that we voted on uh in the last few years in the last 15 years there was one prop i always forget what number it was but as many years ago the legislature stole the money they didn't let it they didn't allow it to go to teachers pay they literally stole the money uh so again if you want you know don't tell me that your kid's education is is the most important thing and then tell me well we can't we 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 don't want to pay teachers Then, then you don't think your kid's education is that important you know you want to you want the freedom to do whatever you want as a parent okay it's fine fine you're not gonna get a good teacher these days very tough. I have so many friends who have left the teaching profession, you know, so many, dozens. It just, it's impossible to do it for more than a few years. And most of the veterans are getting out because they just, and when I say veteran, veteran teachers, not, not, not the veterans. Right. They're the ones getting ready to come in. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they're going to come in because I don't think they want a job like that for the, for such little, for such little pay. So, uh, good luck. Good luck. We'll see how many veterans actually want to teach. I'm guessing not many. I, I don't think it's not a lot of people want to teach, not just here, but across the country. It's not us, but we're definitely at the head of the uh, class, we if are. you will, we are. Uh, followed by Florida. And, uh, you know, and I think even if you pay some people even some decent money, I think a lot of teachers after the whole nightmare with COVID, uh, they're just burnt. And they're ready to do something different. And they're looking at the private sector going, you know, what? I can work and make a lot more money doing this. Mm. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I that remember, was always a worry, even if you pay a teacher 60 grand a year, that they can go somewhere and make 85 or well, 90 grand I remember grand my wife saying, why is the person over at QT making more money than I do? Yeah, exactly. And that's true. You make more money as a manager at QT than you can a teacher in Arizona. It's pathetic. So enjoy that shortage because we ain't doing anything about it to fix it.
All right, coming up next, the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. You ready to donate? We're going to give you a reason to donate. You've got to listen next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ok Chin Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, you got that right. It is the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. It's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. All right. So in a moment, you're going to hear a story of hope. And hopefully that'll get you to call. But first, how about a little uh, check presentation? Check dollars. I, I like the check presentations. Let's go to that. We've got to Walmart. All right, talking now with Jimmy Curvin, the market manager of Walmart here in Arizona, along with Ruben Garza, the digital ops lead. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Jimmy, exactly how long has Walmart been working with the hospital? So we've been working with the hospital for 35 years. Now, over your 35 years in partnership with Phoenix Children's Hospital, how much money has Walmart raised? We raised $15 million over 35 years. $15 million. $15 million. $15 million. We enjoy it. We have fun with it. Our stores uh, truly enjoy what they do when it comes to uh, CMN and the things we do within, uh, within the four walls of a Walmart. Ruben, I wanted to talk to you for a second because I know you've had hands-on experience with the PCH Giveathon. What did that look like? Yeah, so last year uh, we were able to go out there and, and answer some phones for the first time for the PCH uh, Giveathon, which is pretty nice, real eye-opening. Uh, so I took my first call, got my first pledge. It was pretty cool. Um, but then at the same time, I just started to hear some stories come across. I thought about, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give back. I have kids, you know, so I, I decided to sign up that then and there. And I do twenty five dollars a month. You know, a little helps yeah. a lot. So every little dollar we can. 100%. I'm glad you said that, Ruben. For those listening, hey, I don't have $15 million. I don't even have $100,000. I don't have $50,000. But $25 a month, that's something so many of us can do. All right, you mentioned $15 million over the last 35 years from Walmart. Thank you again. What is the number on the check this year? So the number on the check this year is going to be $30,000. We're excited to do that. And there's, there's more to come. Love that. Thank you so much, Jimmy and Ruben and Walmart. We we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Apparently, they did an interview in the bathroom. $30,000. Walmart is always a great uh, partner when it comes to Phoenix Children's Hospital. They want to make sure that the kids... are, are getting healthy and getting you know anything that they need. The best doctors, these best nurses, the best technology. So thanks to Walmart. It's time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Gia's story. After a normal pregnancy, Gia was born with an extremely rare neurodegenerative disorder. Only five other children are known to have been born with the exact same mutation from the moment Gia was born. She required around-the-clock care. Gia was a fighter and an inspiration to others. This is Gia's story. I'm Angela Capello. I'm Jeremy Capello, and this is Gia's story. We had a completely normal pregnancy. Everything was fine until the moment Gia was born, and then our world spiraled out of control. Gia, unfortunately, had one of the most severe variants of KIF-1A. It's a rare neurodegenerative disorder. It can rob children, uh, their ability to see, walk, talk. It is something that just happened and we still don't know why. 
They put her in a little incubator and the ambulance took her to Phoenix Children's. I was just so scared. And our GI doctor could see that and looked at me and hugged me and was like, we're going to figure this out. There has been five children that have had her exact mutation. Most of them pass away anywhere from 11 months to about three years of age. She was 24-7 care. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of doctors. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the doctors and the staff at PCH became extended members of our family. We were, unfortunately, one of those families that had to make really awful decisions, but can look back and we have the best memories of her mm -hmm. because of the staff at PCH. They were really in it with us. We're going to figure this out. We're going to make her as comfortable as we possibly can. The child life specialists became my best friends. Because of that, we have so many beautiful memories with Gia. Truly remarkable to see that love with care. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I hope we get to heaven. It looks at us all like we're kids. Shameless and painless and perfect teenagers. Forgives all the wrong When life kind of gets hard, it's really not that hard when you put things into perspective of what our daughter went through. She was a fighter. She was. We almost lost her several times. Mm -hmm. And as weak as she was, she was so strong. To me, she's an inspiration. I can see her inspiring our other children as well. Gia. She's an inspiration. Wow. That is uh, tough. You know, last night, just, uh, it's, it's, Charlie got really badly burnt on her finger, and it was all night. She was, and I'm thinking to myself, it, it's nothing. It happens when you're a kid. Couldn't even imagine what parents are making those kind of decisions every day about children, what they're going through when you hear these stories. That's why it is important to give. Yes. And why don't we start a match? All right. A match. Thanks to my friends at Howard Air. Howard Air every single year. Oh, Howard Air. There you go. Every single year they're involved with Phoenix Children's. Uh, and right now, the music that you hear means it's time for a match. So call 602-933-4567. 602-933-4567. You become a champion of hope. It's really the best way to do it. 20 bucks per month is all we're talking about. And a teddy bear will be delivered to a little child in the hospital today. Uh, and it'll put a smile on their faces. All right. The match continues throughout the break. The Train Teddy Bear Express, everybody. Come on, ride a train. A choo -choo. Takes the bears upstairs to the kids. Make sure that they have some company. Maybe their parents are working and they're kind of alone in that bear. Uh, it really means a lot to the child. 602-933-4567. It's the give for Phoenix Children's. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got a podcast called the Gatos and Chad Show podcast. Subscribe right now. 
And you can get it on your iPhone or your Android. You never miss any of it. There I you listened go. last night. Did you? I sounded great. Did you? Fantastic. It too, was it now? This was the. What were we? I was Illin, <laughs> and you were something slick. Yeah. Somebody called me slick on the air yeah, yesterday, and I'm Illin. So, uh, grab the Kados and Chacho okay. podcast. Uh, uh, brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Mm. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolistbuyers. dot com. All right. Uh, in your workplace, uh, something is happening, and I'll just say it. Quiet quitting is ruining your workplace. Ruining your place of work. What is quiet quitting? You know, okay, so... You want to hear to the robot? Yeah. Oh, my a God. A new movement has bubbled up on TikTok. It- oh, geez. I love these. You love these, the, the audio, you know, in some of these stories. They they don't have, like, we can't get enough workers. I can't believe that this is happening to <laughs> us. We, we can't get any workers, so we have a robot read it. A new movement has bubbled up on TikTok, inspiring young workers and baffling some bosses. Quiet quitting, a hashtag that is over 3.9 million views on TikTok. All right, just tell us what it is, robot dude. Has nothing to do with people quitting their job. Well, then why are we talking about it? Instead, the movement aims to help people reel in their overachieving tendencies at work, which quiet quitters argue can lead to burnout. Okay, I don't know what we're talking about. All right, now. so here, here, here's a better one with our good friend over at ABC News. Uh, <laughs> oh, you like the robot? Quiet quitting instead of handing in their two week notice. Burned out employees are taking steps to make work more manageable. Now let's just say this: burned out employees. This is not forty seven year old guy selling vacuums door to door for the last you know you know uh twenty five years slogging around mm. most of them are people that like use the word like like a lot. Clayton Ferris is among the young professionals joining the trend quiet quitting is just kind of it's about quitting the hustle culture that goes along with work in our society. This- you know what that kid is? That's somebody who's going to live with mom and dad forever. Can I say something? Yes, please. In that one line that whatever it was, he used quitting and no hustle. Yeah. You will get nowhere in this world if you quit and you don't hustle. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that makes me sound like an old man, but I would tell our kids the same thing. And I have. Don't quit anything. Don't be a quitter. You know? You can choose to get a better job. You can choose to do something that that you'd like to do over what you're currently doing. But don't just bail. Do it right. Do it right. And if it's not for you, then you can leave. And that's not quitting. That's at least I gave it my all. Uh, I I pushed the envelope. I did the best that I could. It's just not for me. But now you have these people that let's just quit and let's not hustle. Yeah. Now that, we can, we can go to the other. Oh yeah. I was just going to say I I read this yesterday, and so what I took from it was it wasn't really so much about actually quitting the job. Right. It was you pay me to work nine to five, and I know my tasks. I know what it is you want me to do, and that is what I will do. And that's it. And that is all I'm going Actually, to do. There is several. If you go on TikTok, and I've seen a lot of them, there are people out there that are like, you pay me to work nine to five, but really, you're only paying me enough to work nine to two. So you're going to get nine to two out of me. At three o'clock, from two to five, I'm going to sit around and do nothing. Now we can go to the opposite side of the quiet quitting. At a time when most people around the world stay in the same job for an average of five to ten years or are quitting in record numbers following the pandemic, one man in Brazil is breaking records for working at the same company for 84 years. 
84 years. He did not quiet quit. When he quiet quits is when they go in and touch him on the shoulder and say, well, and then he's dead. <laughs> That'll be super quiet quitting. I think but I hope he has a life. I mean, a real life. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's what some of the people about that say that they've seen all of us hustle, 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 and maybe not get that much for it. Mm-hmm. And so, this, like I said, I read this article yesterday. So they say, I'm going to live outside of work. I'm going to do what you pay me to do. Yeah. And I'm going to do it for the time that you pay me to do it for. Yeah. And then you're and not I'm, passionate. And, and I'm, yeah, I think that's it. I think they're removing the passion from the I'm job. I'm just collecting a paycheck. It is collecting and a, lot of a people, paycheck. They don't have passions. They don't have the same passions. And they're also quitters in a lot of things. It gets tough. They ask you to do extra. All of us have gotten this position by doing extra, working a little bit harder. I tell Jack that every day. You think you're working hard? Know that somebody out right now is outworking you. Mm-hmm. And they may be more talented to you. Take that into to, to account when you're doing stuff. Work harder as well as working smarter. But to say, I'm going to quite quit. I'm looking at yeah. a text the wise man sent me last night. 10.37 p.m. Yeah. And he's working on the story that we led with. The governor's wall fell down. Wise man ain't on the clock at 10.37. No. That's how you get ahead in life. That's it. You work hard. You don't have to work all day long. And be white. Oh, for crying out loud.